Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a fascinating episode for you all about numerology with beautiful Mari Graber. Now, Mari shares her personal journey and how numerology changed her life. And I find it so interesting how these 14 numbers that we get when we're born, how they impact us, how they impact our life journey and her perspectives and how she's grown is really interesting. So you are absolutely going to love this episode. And it is my last Last episode for the year. So I hope you enjoy. Now, before we get into this podcast, I wanted to let you know about my Magical Milestones Masterclass. This is going to be mid-January, and this is going to be a really fun way to set your intentions for the year and really anchor into your purpose and your potential. So every year I see a lot of people set their goals and actually become overwhelmed by their goals because they're only focused on the vision and the ultimate outcome. But getting there is made up of many magical milestones. And I want to show you just how easy it is to tune into your vision and to see that you're already doing the things that you need to do to get there, to have a better understanding of the impact that you're going to have and the sort of journey that you're going to experience. This class is going to make your vision feel easy and effortless and fun. And we're going to clear any fears that are getting in your way and holding you back. Now, what I cannot stress enough is that this class is for everyone. Absolutely everyone. This class is for humans that want to calibrate to the next level, get the absolute most out of 2023. So if you're a lash tech, an artist, an actor, and you want to work full time, if you want to make more money, you might be a Cairo or a physio or a PT or a chef. You might work in tech or you might be a business owner like me. Anyone and everyone can come to this class. It's going to be so much fun and it is free. So the Magical Milestones Masterclass for humans that want to calibrate to the next level. This class is Monday, the 16th of January. It is free. Click the link below to sign up and I will see you there. Now enjoy this uninterrupted podcast with Mari. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I'm joined by Mari. Now, Mari, I met doing a group program. Um, it was all about energetics and business. And what I most admire about her is her position of success and absolutely standing in that and owning it and just absolutely encouraging everybody else to do the same and share their wins, no matter where they are on the journey. And Mari sort of specializes in numerology, which I find really fascinating. So I'm hoping she can give us a bit of insight about herself and her work today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, what a lovely intro. I felt really special. <laughs> I love doing the uh, intro. So oh, it's awesome. Thank you so much, Carl. I'm so happy to be here. Love being interviewed. Love having these beautiful chats with, you know, women like you. Um, because I know we are on the same journey as well. And and yeah, just as you said, I love working with people, empowering them to step into their power, right? Empowerment is one thing that I love talking about in numerology is a big essence of that because it shows us who we are. Like there's no way to hide, you know? So it's really like, I'm a numerologist, I'm a therapist, and I help people to actually step into that empowerment through self-knowledge, through working through and healing everything that blocks them um, to step into who they are and being confident and empowered and having a beautiful self-esteem because of who they are not because they're trying to hide who they are and people pleasing and you know certain patterns like that so it's yeah this this is what I try to live myself it has been my journey and this is what I've made my mission you know to help people within this world 
Okay, so amazing. So we're going to just dive in, by the way, guys, because we're keeping this podcast to, um, we're going to keep it short and sweet. So I want to know, how did you find numerology and why is it so powerful to you? Numerology actually came into my life. It was the last um, certification I studied. Um, and I, I found out because of my sister. So my sister was living a very like a life in disalignment, let's say that, right? And she found in numerology a true healing path to self-awareness, self-knowledge, and it empowered her to step into that power, right? She got divorced, has three small kids. Now she's living the life. So her story is beautiful. And I was really deep inspired by that. Um, so I did the certification myself. I did numerology session. I got really excited and fascinated by oh my God, how can 14 numbers, right? Random numbers. There's no words attached to it. It's just like the position of 14 numbers in my life that come from my name and my date of birth say so much about me. So if they did that to my sister, let's see what it can do about to me, you know, and how I can support my clients to actually see who they are through these numbers, through the magic of the numbers. And it's very straightforward, you know, because I work with, like I said, healing and therapy. So that can be very abstract and subjective. And we go into trauma and all of that aspect. So numerology just brings that really assertiveness, you know, that assertive, straightforward aspect that I love. It's like, this is it this is you and let's see if you are in alignment with your life or if you're not and if you're not let's work on that let's make sure that you step into that so it was you know it's just that really mathematic numbers straightforward aspect of it that really fascinated me i loved it can you give us a little overview of what some of the numbers represent like how yeah, are they different course. Yeah, of course. So like I said, you, we all have 14 numbers in our birth chart. So we have five numbers that are the main ones that talk about our personality, who we are, our essence, our dreams, our life path, our talents and gifts, and especially our main challenge as well. So what did we decide to come into this life to work on? What's our main karma and what's supposed to be actually really, really hard for us? Right. And then you have all the nine numbers to talk about our life's journey. So they will shift and change throughout our lives. Right. One, we have, you know, for a certain nine or 10, 15 years, a certain numeric vibration in our aura and that lifts and goes away and another one comes in. And that will interact in a different way with all those five main numbers as well. So we shift. It's like this energetic push and pulls, this dance. And I get goosebumps wow. when I talk wow. about it. Wow. It's so fascinating. It's so awesome. It sounds incredibly deep, like from what you just said as well. So obviously each number has its own, say, personality, but then how they interact with each other, how they change when we age, how they, like we would interact with other people. Really interesting how there's so many aspects to it. What was, could you share like something that you learned about yourself or like a change, a changed perception or something that was illuminated when you got into it for you, for yourself. Absolutely. So, you know, it's really funny because for me, the main thing, the main aspect of my birth chart, when I did the first time that really helped me to like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. 
it was to find out what my main challenge was. And that's why I find it such a special number for me because I have, you know, I have a challenge of four and I'll explain soon what that means. Before I explain that, I'll say that for my entire life, I've always said that I am a PhD in procrastination, that I procrastinate. I cannot have like discipline is the like the hardest thing in the world for me to do. So to keep consistency and focus and just, you know, sit my ass on a chair and like go and finish something instead of having 27,000 open tabs on my computer and having unfinished things. This is something, you know, leaving things for last minute. So it is, those things are always so hard for me. And I come from a family of, of entrepreneurs, successful people. So for me, it was like, why can I just be like that? You know, I always compared myself. So this created, of course, a lot of limiting beliefs and traumas and perspectives about myself. And when I did my birth chart and I've, you know, the, the, the person who was doing the numerologist was reading my chart, who became my teacher after that, um, told me you have a challenge of four and four is all about discipline. Consistency is the hardworking number of numerology. It's all about keeping a routine a focus. And, and this is supposed to be your main challenge in life. This is supposed, supposed to be the hardest thing for you to do. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> there is nothing actually so wrong, you know, with me. This is supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be easy. This made such a huge difference in my life because I always say that numerology is the most like self-validating tool that I've ever came across. And it really validated my difficulties, my challenges. And I have other numbers that are very opposing to that, that are all about freedom and change, transformation, and traveling is a number of the gypsy. So putting those two together, nobody can keep me on a chair for too long. You know, I'm like a soap. You try to, to grab me, I'm like, I'll just fly away. So that was really validating. That's the main aspect for me about numerology. Right. So then knowing that, does it tell you how to better implement like who you are to achieve that challenge, like to integrate the challenge? So what I feel is that it helped me to create more, how do you say, more um, consistent structures around me that will help me to overcome this challenge. So once I know that, obviously I know that I, I, it, so when we talk about a challenge or any other number, it means that we have that frequency in us. I love organizing, he, keeping, you know, having things tidy or working and keeping a consist, consistency, having a routine helps me to achieve things. So I have this, my challenge in life and your challenge with your main challenge in life is actually to overcome this and to create the, go from the negative to the positive. So once I actually found out about this, I'm like, okay, so what can I do to help me um, create more structure around me to help me achieve things? And I work at home with my clients. You know, I'm not in a company. I left corporate. And so corporate is all about having the structure, right? Having a, a, a job description, having the, a boss that tells me what to do. And when I'm in this structure, I'm a machine. I have always been a machine when it comes to working in corporate. Once I left, that structure was gone. I'm like, 
I was like this octopus, like beating myself all my, you know, like, what, what do I do now? So I have always been with coaches that helped me to go to another step in my career. So like, okay, what's the next step for me? What do I want to learn? Like, what do I need to, to, to do the step-by-step, the structure I need to get to where I want to achieve this goal. So having a coach for me throughout my journey has been really, really important because I kind of project or associate that coach to being a boss. So I'm like, okay, help me. I want to achieve this. What do I need to do? Having weekly calls, being with someone, having this partnership is very important for me because it keeps me um, consistent. You know, it makes me actually do what I need to do. And I know someone is going to, you know, hold me accountable. And then I'm like, okay, next week I need to tell, like Britt was one of my coaches, my most recent coach. I'm like, I need to, you know, I need to show this to Britt. I need to tell her I did this. So yes, and I want to do it. Obviously there's a genuine, you know, desire for me to achieve that. So it's a big part of myself, but having a coach and projecting this image in that coach really helped me to hold myself accountable. Because mm-hmm. I did so many to-do lists and Excel spreadsheets and Trello's things that I, yep. you know, keep for two weeks and then it doesn't work. So for me, investing in another person, having a weekly call and having that really, really helped me. So knowing that main challenge, I'm like, okay, what, what do I need to do to keep that structure that corporate used to give me that I don't have anymore? And that was my way out. And it has been incredible. And nowadays I don't actually need to have a coach all the time. I can be my own coach. I can be my own mentor and keeping myself, holding myself accountable um, in saying that I always have in mind, like, okay, I'm, I know I'm, I'm stepping into my shadow again. I'm stepping into my challenge here. I might need some help. So I've learned to ask for help as well, which is something that I had a hard time doing before. Um, so it was a beautiful healing journey when it comes to accepting my vulnerabilities and my challenges and admitting them to myself and then working with that and not pretending they don't exist, you Mm. know, and then being stuck in a rut. That's so beautiful. I want to relate in that I have always been a hard worker, very, very focused, very driven, very ambitious, high achiever. But my, for me, like my overcommitment to work was nuts. (laughs) um and like it's all good and well to be a hard worker but to the detriment like of everything else and I really struggled to get the balance and I especially um as an example like I would date someone like I'd have a boyfriend and I would give a lot of time to them and then after if we split up I would feel really resentful because I could have been working I could have been making progress towards like my singing practice or my music practice or like I could have been doing something else like all this resentment and then over time coming back to like well I'm the one that chose to spend time with them and spending time with people is like a human need (laughs) it's like not to give myself a hard time um and I also needed coaches to help me find the balance um so I just I wonder if I have I feel like I do have a four in my chart but I haven't had my reading yet so (laughs) And that's what I love, you know, like many times nowadays, I'm like, I'm even, I love doing people watching, right? So I'm in a coffee shop and I'm having my latte and I'm just like, I don't know, I'm just there, you know, watching people like, oh, this person have it, has an unbalance on three for sure. <laughs> oh, 
course I have one. Yeah, I can see that. When I'm talking to friends that I don't know the birth chart yet, I'm like, oh, I can see that and that and that and that combination for sure. <laughs> you know, and there's the light of that one, the shadow on that one. So like you just mentioned, you know, like, oh, I can relate. I, I must have a four. And it's just so incredible. And if you want, in the end, I can open your chart and we can have a, a sneak peek into your numbers. So I can just briefly tell you a little bit and tell, you know, people who are uh, listening to us how it how it works. But yeah, it's a two. That would it's a be two fascinating. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely I, do that. Okay. I feel like the listeners would actually really enjoy that. People just love <laughs> the journey. Um, okay. So what do I want to ask first? I would love to know like a little bit more about your life like you said you already shifted from corporate into numerology and working for yourself but I know that you have a really interesting story and you're from Brazil is that right yes I'm Brazilian yeah, you're from mm -hmm. Brazil um do you want to give us a little insight just into like who you are and how you work yeah sure oh I've changed so that's much. a big Jesus. question <laughs> there's just so many experiences there but obviously I'll, I'll try to keep my focus <laughs> And not to, to, you know, to blab too much, but yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'm it. Brazilian, I'm, I'm 37 years old, I'm married to a South African that I met in Australia, and I live in Australia, but I'm now actually in Brazil here with my family on holidays, um, so born and raised here, I've, like I said, come from a family of, you know, entrepreneurs, my dad especially, very, very hardworking, built his, you know, his, his businesses, is very successful, and I admire that a lot, and I have a very strong relationship with my, my father of admiring him a lot. And that made me a very masculine, you know, woman and wanting to achieve, you know, things and having really high standards for myself. Um, I come from a countryside city in, in Brazil, close to Sao Paulo, you know, massive city. And then I went to university there and I did um, advertising. I'm graduating in, in my bachelor's in advertising. I work in advertising for a while. After about five years in the air, I'm like, this is just, there's no purpose. I love what I did, but it wasn't hitting the spot for me. I'm like, I'm actually trying to convince people to buy something they didn't need before and it just wasn't it didn't resonate with me and all of what I've did after that you know I've did like I did a master's in public policy and worked in uh, consultancy companies and businesses like that um, in startups all in Brazil later to find out that that was only to try to please my my father you know, and to fit into the pattern of my family. And this path has been really hard for me in a sense that I was always trying to fit in. And I never did. I was so insecure. I had such a low self-esteem. The image that I created of this really strong, empowered woman that was very masculine and in a very toxic masculinity um, that I had for 30 years of my life, you know, and I'm like, this is just not healthy. It's not who I am. There's so much suppression of emotions of my of my own ambitions. I was always more holistic, more spiritual. I liked, I like, really enjoyed that side of things. And I had a I had a business, I had a coffee shop with my husband. 
uh, who I met 11 years ago in Australia. We came back to Brazil, opened the business. It was a massive failure. It was horrible. It was a terrible experience, but it was a, it was, it was a school, you know, like everything is experience. And that's how I look at things, especially nowadays. Um, everything happens for us, not to us. There's always something to learn, even though it's really hard and it can be, you know, very um, sad, but there is something for us there. We need to be open to look at that. So I grew a lot from that. And it, it was after that, that I woke up to myself. So I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what, what's going on? Why am I trying to do something and to keep insisting on, on doing things to please other people, whereas I'm in the back of the line of my priorities. You know, I'm not listening to myself. That was when my life completely crumbled. My marriage crumbled. Um, everything just went completely, you know, down. And it was a huge awakening. It was my first big awakening. And that was 2000, uh, let's say, I think, 14. And from that moment on, that was the first time I did a um, a coaching, like, okay, I need a coach. I need someone to tell me what I am naturally good at, because I am exhausted of trying so hard to find skills that are not naturally my own to make a living mm -hmm. or to, you know, to grow. So I want to find something that I'm naturally good at, which is what I truly feel that we are all here to do. We have natural gifts and that those gifts are what we are supposed to use to help to serve the world and to serve ourselves, to have prosperity and abundance and feel happy. And that's what we talk about purpose, right? And I was always very good talking to people and actually listening. More than talking was listening. I was always the therapist of my friends, a lot of time of my family, and people just felt really comfortable with me. And, you know, a, a mantra that I always heard from so many people that I just met and this happens so many times nowadays like I have no idea why I'm sharing this with you or why am I saying this? I've never told this to anyone but blah, 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 blah. and then they just yeah. start you know talking like yeah you know keep it coming this is this is me and one very simple thing I found out throughout my coaching process was I'm very naturally good at listening I'm like, okay, that's pretty obvious. I never saw that as a gift or a talent. I just saw that as something that is part of me. Yeah, something mm -hmm. that's part of my personality. I never thought of using that. And that's where my journey started. So 2015, I did a coaching, my first coaching course uh, for the last like seven months. It was a immersion, it was a, it was a very interesting uh, methodology within coaching. And from that moment on, everything started shifting. You know, I went into theta healing. I went into quantum being, which is the pillar of what I work today as well, which is the deep listening of our emotions, uh, reconnecting to our emotions. Then so many other workshops, feminine, masculine, shamanic sexuality um, and numerology. That's when I, you know, I, I am a co I'm constantly studying. I'm constantly trying to bring new methodologies and tools to bring them together and create something of my own, which is what I do now. Uh, my therapy, I don't do just numerology or just, you know, healing. Uh, it's a mix. I do Mary, I do me. 
And this is what I love about what I do today because it's just so authentic to who I am, mixing all my experiences and bringing that within a package to the person that comes and reach out to me. I'm like, okay, I'm not too sure what, what exactly we're going to do today, but bring me your problem. We're going to go to the root and we're going to shift that. And it's a very transformative type of therapy because that's who I am. That is the gypsy side of me that shows in my chart very, very strongly. You know, I came here to lead transformations and I truly embody that and I love it. So looking at my story, at my baggage, it's that's why I work with empowerment because I spend decades of my life trying to be someone that I'm not to please someone else. And now, you know, I can, it's about pleasing myself. And once I do that, my father, for instance, he's super proud of me. And he even, he was before. He was always proud of me. This is my perception of it, right? Mm -hmm. And my family as well, my friends. And um, as we step into our power, that sense of pride and admiration and respect, it grows even more when we do what we want, what we love, and we work towards it. So mm -hmm. that's it in a nutshell. That's that's a bit of my, my journey. <laughs> Amazing. I am really curious to know some of the lessons or maybe if you have a little story you can share from that cafe. Cause I didn't, I don't, I don't know if I knew that you opened this cafe and it didn't work out and it seems really random. And I'm like, do you have something interesting you can share from that time of your life? That's something that Mo, like I don't actually share. I've shared this on my Instagram from time to time and random moments on stories, but um I moved to Brazil. So I, I went to Australia to do a master's in public policy. And that's where I met my husband. That was 2000. Um, when was that? Yeah, 2012. And so we've met there. And I'm like, I, my mission was always in Brazil to work, you know, towards improving the public education in Brazil, because that for me is the root of all evil you know like when it comes to a third world country it's about education that was my passion mm -hmm. and I wanted to become the president of Brazil I was like I was super ambitious I wanted to change the world right a very in the in that beautiful dream world and I did that master's degree I met my my husband we came to Brazil and when I when we arrived it was really it, it was hard on him and we decided to then open a business together and his experience and what we what he really enjoyed and I enjoyed as well. I enjoyed the aspect of having, uh, you know, the the contact with clients and chatting and being there. You know, I really love that that side of it. Um, so we decided, like, okay, like let's do that then, so we can work together. And uh, so we did that, and it was a mistake since the beginning. Like the the you know the place that we rented we had to renovate and it, it it took double the amount of time, double the amount of money. And it took like six, seven months until we actually were able to open the door. And when we opened the door to the, to the public, it was, we were already so exhausted. Like if you see photos of me, I had, I was, I was like just drama on my face. I had like, you know, dark eye circles I was exhausted we had you know argued so many times already it was two people trying to lead and nobody leading at all so we're just butting heads and but it was a beautiful coffee shop 
we wanted to bring the topic of specialty coffees in Brazil, which was a concept in Australia, and wanted to bring that Australian style to Brazil that was very new. So we had to educate people about it, you know, because coffee here is very cheap. And the coffee culture in Brazil is that we stayed with the worst type of coffee and all the beautiful coffee that we have, because Brazil is a huge coffee exporter, goes to overseas where they have a lot of, obviously, you know, uh, criteria when it comes to their coffee. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we just went into this journey and every single day, it was just very, was a lot of struggle to not having enough clients coming in to, you know, battling, like, what are we doing? We already did this massive thing. Now we're stuck. Now we have to try. So, you know, every day was like keeping the hopes up high and, not you know in the end of the day another bad day and then we would argue and fight and I was working totally in the business not on the business I was there in the operational side of things both of us because we had to we had no money to invest in marketing or advertising and look at me I'm graduated in marketing right and advertising that's my bachelor's degree and I was just like, I just can't do this. You know, I was so deep into the business that we couldn't just work on the strategy. And it was just very, very draining because I could see every single day that dream that we've built together and that I built for myself of like, yes, I'm going to be the entrepreneur that I always thought that I had to be, that, you know, I'm going to be successful. This coffee shop is going to save me, is going to make me, into something that I've been trying to fit in since I'm very young and it was a big failure so therefore I was a failure I became the failure all that all that you know the concept the beautiful things that we did it just didn't work and that completely made me believe even more and deeply root even more the belief that I had that I wasn't good enough that I wasn't going to be successful enough, that I wasn't smart enough, that I wasn't good enough to fit into my family and the standards that I set up for myself. Um, and that experience was just a big, big, like I said, awakening because it was having to deal with that shadow of mine every single day and being in a relationship with my, he's still my husband. So we, we, we separated for a while after that, but we were together uh, very happily together but having to deal with that side of the relationship as well. So it's just, it was just really, really tough and having to mature and to look at so many aspects of my life, of my own behavior, of my own type of leadership. You know, our employees, they just exploited us. We allowed them to just do whatever they wanted to us. We were in their hands. It was just so many inverted roles. I'm like, what the hell again is going on in here? And that experience, I'm like, I, I never again in my life want to have a partner, like a business partner. I never want to have a business ever again. And I was just so lost, so confused, so out of alignment. Uh, I was just, I had no idea what I wanted in my life because I thought that what I wanted, that coffee shop really represented it so well which I said before, the business, the entrepreneur, the, you know, all that. And it, it didn't, it didn't happen. So inside of me also, I was crumbling. I was also, the Phoenix was like, you know, burning into fire. And that was really tough, but it made me really, really strong. Mm -hmm. Like, it, you know, I was able to rebuild myself 
into the Phoenix that I am today from the ashes, from actually changing the perspectives and taking the reins of my life. And I'm okay, now it's my turn. It's my turn. I'm going to do what I feel is right for me. And I am so done trying to please everyone. And that moment, you know, of that awakening, it still lasted a few years that I tried to fit in. Okay. The change is not like that. And that's something I tell my clients, make sure and keep in mind that is not a miraculous solution. You know, you, we will give two steps forwards, one back five forwards, 10 back, then eight forwards, you know, five back. And mm -hmm. that's how we keep going into the journey. That's how it is. We, we learn and we grow from that. Um, so that's, 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 the, that's what the experience represented to me. It was my mm -hmm. first big awakening and wake up call to wake the hell up. Like this is not the life you want. Yeah powerful I can imagine the discomfort of living that experience every day and like you know for myself when I was working crazy hours last year and I was like okay I have money coming in I cannot do this much longer <laughs> like this money to, and there's more leaving like the overwhelm and it was funny after as well because I knew I wanted to shift to mindset coaching and not do pay like I changed everything about my business and I was like, great. Mm -hmm. And so it is. And I thought it would be done in like a month, two months. And just for me, like to reshape those controlling behaviors into something that was good and balanced, I'd say it's taken me 12 to 18 months, like to actually see who I am now yes. without that level of control. So it it's a time. journey and control, control is such a massive pillar. I think for us women that are very strong and empowered, and we want to you know, you like you said before, you're ambitious, it's controlling. So surrendering to that feminine energy is it's quite hard. It takes it takes practice. <laughs> How does it make you feel about your business now? Um, so in the past you wanted to be an entrepreneur and successful, uh, just tick those boxes based on the way you were raised. And now I would say your business does actually tick those boxes as a therapist and having your own method. Like, how does it feel to you seeing that comparison and what you've done, what you've achieved? Oh, it's not a day. Like, it's just, it's so different. Um, I am extremely happy and fulfilled. I absolutely love what I do. I love to see the transformation. I love to know that I am a part of that. I feel extremely honored to be chosen by my clients, by the people that reach out to me, that put so much um, trust in me and in what I can help and support them with. And I just feel really, really privileged and honored to be able just to work with that. Um, and I'm not trying to please anyone. I'm not trying to do anything for anyone. I'm trying to serve in the best way that I can. And as I do that, I grow, my business grows. I expand, my bank account expands, you know, everything expands with it because it's, again, it's, it's pure alignment. When you are working in alignment, things just work out for us. You know, for me, that's what happened to me. And when I look back, I just see, you know, this girl that was trying so hard to fit in, just trying so hard to please and to, to convince that she is good enough. And it took me, I wish it was actually 12 to 18 months, but 
it probably took me about six to seven years to truly, truly, you know, transform and shift those beliefs about working very hard to be recognized and to be validated and to make money, uh, having to sacrifice, you know, not having work-life balance, having to sacrifice my personal life, uh, not being good enough. So studying very hard and working literally in Brazil, I used to work like 10, 12 hours a day. This is how life just works here. And just to prove myself that I can, that I am good enough. And I look back and I'm like, oh, holy shit. Oh, I am so relieved. I am so relieved that I am not living that life anymore. But I looked with that girl with so much respect and honor as well. I look at myself in the past and I feel I just hold, I hold space for myself so much. You know, I embrace myself. And this was a big part of my healing journey is accepting and embracing myself, looking my shadows in the eyes and like, wow, like admitting that I have those patterns and being really curious about that. And like, okay, what do I need to do to shift that? Who can help me? What is the next step? And really be, being really ambitious in my healing journey. All my ambition, my energy, my, my focus went into healing those toxic patterns from before, shifting that, having hard conversations with my dad, with my mom, and really exposing my vulnerability and, and exposing my pain. And that was also very healing. Because now, obviously, I talk about that extremely freely and with no problem. And I share this with my clients. I share this on Instagram. And it's just so freeing to be able to be who I am and being imperfect, not expecting to be perfect at anything anymore. Of course, I try my hardest to make things the best way that I can um, with, a, with effort and discipline. But there's no perfection. And I was always trying to reach perfection. And today I am so happy and relieved. It, it, it takes a huge weight off my shoulders knowing that I don't need to be perfect. And to be really honest, I don't want to be perfect. You know, being perfect, first of all, doesn't exist, but it's draining. It's so exhausting. We're always chasing our tails and we'll never reach it because perfection doesn't exist. We get to where we want it and then there's another level, another level, another. And there's always going to be something else to reach that perfection. And I just love being imperfect. And I accepting that was a huge thing for me. So looking at my business now, you know, sometimes I take some time to respond to my clients. I'm like, oh, shit, it, no, it, it went a while and I feel bad and I apologize. Or, you know, something happens. I, I have a headache and I cannot give my best to my client on a day and I had to cancel one hour before I feel I feel bad you know I don't like it but I know that I want to give the best that I can and if I have a headache I come first like I'm sorry I do come first and if I put myself first I'm also putting my client first because I want to give all my my all my best and I can only do that when I am in my best and you know and my clients are extremely like understanding and beautiful and that exchange is just so nice because the field is is being held you know for both of us and they hold space for me I hold space for them it's an exchange and 
I help them to put themselves first. That's what I teach a lot of them. And they also teach me and help me to do this for myself. And again, when you are in alignment, everything flows a lot easier. The guilt um, and the, the pressure of reaching that perfection and of not being able to fail, not showing vulnerability, any you know, fragile side of myself, you know, holding space with a headache and having that interrupting and bugging me all the time while someone else is sharing and pouring their heart out and I'm, you know, something else is taking my focus, but I would do that in the past, mm -hmm. right? So just this flexibility of stepping into this more feminine energy and keeping that balance into feminine and masculine today within the business, the discipline, focus, consistency, which is the four that I mentioned, but also the flexibility, the understanding, the compassion, the, the healing, the power that comes from the, the feminine energy to surrender to what comes and the intuition and the, the, the channeling that comes through that channel woof, is it's just amazing. It's, it's mind blowing. And the more I step into that now, the more I see how before it was just completely stuck. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a very stuck place for many years. And I jumped from job to job for many years because mm -hmm. I always was a big leader. I would reach a certain level. I would get promoted really fast and quick more than anything else there. I was younger than people and, you know, and people would come in as me for, for advice and they will be in the company for a lot longer. And then I was realizing that I was getting, you know, to a more managing role. I would leave and say, this is no, no I don't want this. I'll, I'll, this is not the career for me. I'll try something else because I was so scared of stepping into that role, having that responsibility, having people looking up to me, not like fear of failure, right? Feeling of, of the fear of being judged, not being good enough in the role. So I would change career and start at the bottom where I could feel comfortable again, start growing up the ladder. When I get to, okay, no, this is not for me. Carla, I did that for probably about five, six, seven times in terms of careers throughout my life, wow. many times. So yeah, I look back and I, I definitely changed so much, so much. What does the feminine flow look like in your business now? Because I think this is something that <clears throat> I talk a lot about the importance of energy in business. It's not all strategy, but it can be hard for people to conceptualize. Look, I can only talk from my own experience and my knowledge around that. And what I feel is that when we talk about feminine energy is within business is for me has a lot to do to surrendering to what comes up in the moment. Um, the masculine wants to plan, to strategize, to create goals. And this is extremely important. Absolutely. But the feminine comes in to bring the unexpected because we can plan and strategize as much as, as much as we want, but the world is happening around us. COVID happens, things mm -hmm. happen, you know, like drama happens. and We don't know what's coming up the next day that can disrupt everything that we planned. And the toxic masculine would get, would freak out, anxiety kicks in and panic and fear but the feminine brings in the surrendering to the flow, the complete opening of the heart chakra and of our sexuality to bring the fire of the moment, to step into that fire. Okay, this is a challenge, this changed. What can I do with this now? How can I possibly change what I've planned for me before to, to make it better? Because what's coming in now 
it means that is it's what I planned before wasn't the right way. So it's actually having that flexibility to shift what we planned before and, you know, allowing not only, not all the time to forcing the, how do you call when you're both, how do you call the steering? No, the, how do you call like this? Rowing? The rowing? Pedal, like rowing? Paddle, like the rowing. Pedal yeah. is that how you call it? Pedal. Yeah. So it's not actually, you know, sometimes the pedal, it, it goes beautifully. We pedal, sometimes it's hard, but we keep pedaling. But sometimes there's something like, there's a shark, like, you know, biting a pedal and saying, just stop. And we need to stop pedaling and allow the boat to flow in the direction that life is sending us. Mm -hmm. Because what I see so many times, especially with manifestation, you know, with all this spirituality that can be kind of a fad that I am not a fan of, you know, like, so anyway, this spirituality that says, oh, okay, let's manifest our dreams and vision boards, which I, which I like, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's a reality of fact. We can try to manifest and do affirmation as much as we want. The divine has a plan for us that we don't know about. And we might be manifesting and planning and strategizing something for us that is not for us, that is maybe smaller than what we are planning, that it's not the right path, that is not in alignment with our, with, with our, with what we're supposed to be doing, with the best way that we can serve humanity and society and the community around us and ourselves. So it, it need, we need to get to a moment that we stop battling with our pedals and rowing hard and sweating and just breathe. I'm like, is this the right path? Am I leading myself to the right moment, to the right path for me? Is this client the right client for me? Is this uh, topic or the subject that I'm now talking about the right one for me? Because we shift. Throughout my journey, I, I shifted what I was bringing on my Instagram, on Facebook, with my clients. I shifted a lot. I do another certification on the course, which shifts my conception of what I think. And that changes how I communicate, how I actually conduct my, my, my session as well, my method. I keep bringing things in. And if we stay in the control of the masculine, of that stuckness, or, or not stuck, I'm sorry, of the control, we don't allow this opening to the portal to, to change and to change for the better. Because most of the people's conception of change is bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, change is bad. I don't want to change. I've built this for so long and now I need to change. Change is awesome. Change brings fluidity, brings flowiness. It allows the energy to move. We need movement. And movement is life. Movement is beautiful. Nature is moving all the time in the, in the cycle of life and death. We are constantly, you know, living and dying, living and dying, rebirthing. This is just what life is. And if we just want to live, if we want, just want to stay in one phase of life and control that aspect with our business, with our strategy, with what we envisioned for ourselves, we cannot flow. We cannot open for the divine to actually bring the opportunities and open the doors that we are supposed to walk into because we're just looking at this door. We are not actually looking at the door that opened. So we need to broaden the perspective and yes, create strategies and goals and plans and a vision and vision boards and manifest. This is a beautiful part of it. It's important, mm -hmm. but be open to change, be open to the new, right? And numerology brings a lot of that because everyone is different. 
certain people have aversion to change and they need to work on that. Some people, they are born and they're supposed to be working within a structure. Some people are born to lead. Some people are born to, you know, be online and have the freedom to do whatever they want. Some people didn't even come to actually work with money. Not that they didn't come to earn money, to make money, but money and having material possessions and, you know, conquering this material side of life is not even part of their path. They're supposed to be focused on, spirituality or on sharing or on other things that numerology will the chart will open and bring to us and and clarify to us so sometimes like i said before i was stuck trying to build something based on my upbringing based on my perspectives on my parents of my traumas that i had in my life and once i disconnected from that and let allow the, the shark to take a paddle away and just like woof, <laughs> open it, it just went you know it, it now is just growing and going better better and better and more confident mm. more self-esteem more deservingness more sense of i'm worthy yes i am good enough and if i didn't give my all today that is all i could give today and that is good enough right and it's all about this journey so that is what the feminine brings in acceptance surrendering so beautifully said uh, sorry just cut out a little bit that was so beautifully said um yeah so eloquent the surrender to the change and that change is beautiful and we've just got a few minutes left so I would love if we could do that quick little overview of neurology <laughs> I think for yes. myself, I think the listeners will be curious yeah. as well. Or should Absolutely. I so what I, all I need is your, let's, I need your, just put in the chat for me, Yeah. your uh, full name as your maiden name, as in your birth certificate and your date of birth. Do you want my middle name? Yes. Your full name as it is in your day, in your birth certificate. Okay. Sorry, just a second. I can't. I need to open my calculator, but for some reason I'm not able to. Oh, there you go. Sorry. All right. Take your time. Let me get my glasses. Let me take my glasses. All right. Let me get here. So three of our numbers, they come from our name. And all the other numbers, the 11 numbers, they come from our date of birth. So a lot of times when we're doing, you know, we're helping parents to choose baby names or how they, or what date are they going to be born? You know, some people, some mothers, obviously they have to book cesarean like, oh, am I controlling the personality of my baby? So this is a question that pops up a lot. Wow. And actually... Of course not, because according to numerology, what we do is we help, the name comes intuitively. So we know a lot of parents, they just know the name or they have a book, all like the books or people that help them, even numerology is a tool to help them like, yes, that is it. The name that just clicked, right? So if it doesn't come intuitively, uh, if there is a question, these tools will help us to figure out intuitively what the soul wants to have like the name is already there right wow. and um and the date of birth 
it we cannot control how many times on how many stories you know someone books a cesarean and the doctors say we need to go to cesarean or whatever and then the labor just lasts for 24 hours and it's born the next day like we cannot control that so we according to numerology you know the date of birth the name is already made like this is all intuitive and already planned and what happens here in the matrix is just a consequence of that yeah fascinating this is a whole nother conversation yeah <laughs> there are and i have i have a lot of things to talk <laughs> i can talk for like 10 hours with you here let's put it here and don't worry about the time we can i can I, when i talk numerology i just can't stop so i'll try yeah. to again all right so carla then what we have mm -hmm. 27 years old Mm -hmm. oh look at that let me just have a look there is your four yeah i knew oh. it <laughs> wow, wow, wow all right so i'm just oh we need to talk we need to talk later okay um, for uh -oh. sure we need to dive deeper. <laughs> it's absolutely you have a big phenomena coming up for you in the next five years that is huge that you've already started feeling the shift so um mm -hmm. it's big i'm going through on right now and i can tell you it's big um so you have a soul of eight a life path of four a dream of eight a talent of seven main challenge of zero Woo, there's a lot of experience here honey eight is the number of prosperity of money of um yeah you know of you are your soul you crave and what you love the most is is making money is having is like like you said before is ambitious eight are extremely are people that are extremely ambitious they love you know going and walking through the ladder of hierarchy reaching high like uh positions within companies within corporate within your own business you are a high achiever you want to make money you came here absolutely to make money <laughs> like this life for you is all about that That's like it's to learn and when you say that is not just about making money but it's learn how to deal with money so mm. money is one of the main topics of your life but what's very interesting about the eight um which you have as a soul and as a dream number which is who you are and what you love the most um is the pillar of eight is honesty justice and truth so oh, yes. you need to be <laughs> is the law. You love the law. You love a rule. You, you love, you know, following rules. You are very straightforward. You are very black and white. There's no middle way is this and that's it. There's a very, um, like I said, straightforward truth to you. And that needs to be followed, right? So you definitely love everything around that revolves around justice you could be an excellent lawyer you know that's mm -hmm. a big name of a big number of the lawyer uh, because it works with the justice but a big aspect of that is that when the universe wants you to align to your path and make sure that you are you know in alignment with your life with your essence and what you came to do here one of the main things that they that the universe will go on what go to is your bank account so if you are not oh, yeah. making money if you are not prospering if you you know if you build up savings and something happens and everything goes out the window and you have to spend five grand on something that wasn't expected things like that 
that is a huge sign that you are not being honest and truthful to yourself. A big part of eights like you that is so strong um, to make money and prosper is your inner truth. So if you are working, you know, as a coach and you love what you do, you're super passionate, but your relationship sucks. You're not happy. You're, you're, you know that you're not supposed to be there. You know that you're doing extra time there, but you know, you're still there. Mm -hmm. The money won't flow. Mm -hmm. So all areas of your life, they need to be in total and, and in total alignment with your truth. So if there's any aspect of your life that doesn't go well, that you're not being honest about with yourself, that's going to kind of like, cl not close, but it's going to, you know, shut down a bit the portal of prosperity for mm -hmm. you. So yep. that is a really important aspect. But you, oh my God, you love like refinement. You're very, um, you know, you're a very intelligent, extremely intelligent and wise person. You're lo you love studying. That's your the gift of seven. Seven is all about self-knowledge, studying, diving deeper into the topics that you love the most. You, you want to understand things. You probably were the kid that's like, why, why this, why that? You want to ask questions. <laughs> yeah. You're very positive. You want to know about everything. Um, and this is a big part of how you help people as well. And eights mm -hmm. and sevens, they love a good restaurant. They love to stay in nice oh hotels. They love to <laughs> and, you know, yes. they love a good business class, which is something that obviously everybody yes. does. But for you, this is like, <laughs> I want to make money so I can create this type of life for myself. But yes, that's right? so funny. Love so brands, true. expensive brands, you know, and I'm, this has nothing to do with vanity in your case. Mm -hmm. It has to do with your like with your it boosts your confidence your self-esteem like i don't have that in my chart so that is not i like it but it's like man whatever you know i can go to cotton on and buy whatever you like you want your gucci you know like for you that's important and you value that and you should if you didn't if you say like no nah, i don't give a you know a shit i'm kind of a hippie i'll be like okay there's a massive red flag here because you're not supposed to want to be a hippie at all at all that is so, so extremely communicative you're a great communicator you love you you like you love a good party at the same time that you yeah. also you're quite introspective um mm -hmm. and your four is in your life path you have a life path of four four like you came here to work hard like your money comes out of your own sweat like your money like i said with four is like the money they drip sweat you know <laughs> you came, this is part of the journey you came to learn to work hard and to work with ethic, you know, eight and four is work ethics. This is what you came to learn and to put into practice in this life, right? So work with discipline, following rules, with consistency, uh, organization, and really helping people to do that. So eight and four, Carla, this this combination is very powerful when it comes to helping people, you know, serving the world to create financial stability mm -hmm. four is all about stability and structure um and and balance and eight is money so it's helping people to find their own truth and creating money and prosperity from that when well i have the goosebumps while i say that and you bringing that structure for them so they can create a solid foundation based on their truth to help them to create and make money that mm -hmm. is your main mission that is your mission statement. That is so Woo! golden. I love it. I feel so like people really seeing me in this right now. 
But I remember like- Do you want to know your main, you want to know your main challenge or yes. is that too much? Well, let's jump into you it do? and then I'm just going to share my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. So you have, you have a main challenge that is just like mine. Um, I have a, I have a challenge of course, because we have secondary challenges as well, but the main challenge uh, that we both have is zero. Zero is a beautiful and complicated challenge to have at the same time because we chose to come into this life and experience it all. So zero mm -hmm. means we have all the numbers under that umbrella. In numerology, oh. we have absence. Yeah. So for instance, you have an absence of two and nine. You don't have those numbers in your chart, right? Mm -hmm. But because you have a challenge of zero, you do have also a two and a nine in the challenge okay. so the challenge is the frequency that we receive in the negative and our challenge throughout our lives is to transform this into the positive throughout our experiences you know as we mature through life and both you and me our life when it comes to zero zero has a lot of experiences a lot we go through a lot of challenges every single year we have a different challenge which is very different when someone has like a challenge of like I said four so you need to work on discipline structure this is hard for you, you need to work a lot no we don't know what's coming so the zero is kind of like a closed secret you know number because we don't know what's coming so it can come from here from here from here from here like <laughs> all right you it's know what's happening so the main purpose of the challenge of zero is to help us learn uh, to create resilience, to create strength, to strengthen ourselves, to create resilience, but mainly is to create empathy. Mm. So empathy, so we can connect to others, so we can relate to others, because we can go, we go through so many things in life, through so many experiences, and through that, we create a lot of empathy and compassion, and that is what we use, that is what you need to use to connect to your clients, to connect to your purpose is through empathy, empathy, through putting yourselves, putting you into their own shoes and helping them with that. You can easily connect because you've been through a lot. So it might not even be the same experience, but emotionally you like, yeah, I understand that. Mm -hmm. I get you. I feel you. I know how it feels. So that is the zero. And you know, the challenge here is to be careful not to fall into the victim mode. Because there's so much that happens that we're like, are you serious? Again? Why me? Why is this happening to me again? So the main learning for us as a zero, for you as a zero, is to step out of the victim mode, take responsibility, look at that as for you, not to you, and grow from that so you can create more and more structure in your life, more abundance, and help people to create that in their lives as well. Mm -hmm. oh there's so much more sense there is so much yeah some things I, yeah uh things I just wanted to share like it's so interesting I definitely mm -hmm. have always focused on money and viewed it as a point of success and validation and it's so interesting through my healing journey realizing like how egoic and people pleasing sort of it was last year and then for me to go through the crumbling and actually come back to still actually focusing on money wanting to be abundant wanting to grow in that way but it but it must be from a place of integrity so it's interesting how it's still the same vibration or purpose but it's a different uh, intention and 
I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Brittany, when I started working with her privately again this year, she said to me, like, your purpose is to be abundant and help other people be abundant. And I was like, yes, I want to fucking do it all. I want no limits. And I want everyone else to feel empowered to live this way. Like, I want people to come with me. And I don't actually care. Like, it's so interesting. I don't actually care about the actual numbers, but just knowing that I have money in that way and like what I can do with that. That's what matters. And um, it's just interesting. Like, like even I used to have a psychologist and one of my partners said that I was materialistic and I was quite surprised by that because I actually don't own any, like I don't own any Gucci, for example, but I look after Mm -hmm. my possessions and I respect my belongings and I get my car service when it's due. Like I just respect the things that I do purchase um, and I enjoy looking nice. Anyway, my partner said I was materialistic and I was like, that seems so wrong. And my psychologist at the time, she was like, I don't actually know if you're materialistic, but you just value hard work and you just want to look like, you know, you respect yourself. You respect people that respect themselves. And it's cool for me hearing this and removing the judgments and like embracing that. Yeah, that's definitely my purpose. And that doesn't mean it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. And that's what I love about the neurology, as I said before, is the most self-validating tool that I've ever came across within the holistic, you know, like um, world mm-hmm. of self-development and knowledge. It's a lot on self-knowledge. It explains so much why we think the way we do, why we feel the way we feel, why we behave and act the way we do. Do you know what I mean? So this is just mm-hmm. so important know who we are when I uh, you know when I close a package with my clients because I just work with packages um, the first session is always numerology because instead of taking me I don't know how many sessions to actually know this person I have it all here I open their like hearts I'm like are you ready for me to enter into your <laughs> space you know and really getting to know you and then obviously I ask a lot of questions because my main goal is to know if you are in alignment with that so what you said about knowing you have money in your bank account is you know makes you feel like it's about the safety net and four the shadow of the four is insecurities fears um and you know not resistance to change and things like that at the same time for you because of your aids money makes you feel safe that and helps you to align and to be in alignment with your life path of four it helps you that to to align with that numeric vibration of your life path so that's why money is so important for you because it makes you feel safe it makes you relax and helps you to now okay now i can chill i can relax and i can focus on the business i can focus on my relationship because if your bank account is empty is drained and you don't have things there it's not going well Mm-hmm. like your focus is going to be in making that that happen in making that grow it's not going to be in a relationship it's not going to be you're going to be yes. very <laughs> terrified it's going to be you're going to bring fear to your business you're going to bring insecurities to your business you're going to feel overwhelmed and you're going to question yourself a lot because of your talent of seven is very questioning so you're going to question yourselves and your strategies a lot so when one when your bank account can you see like soul and 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 dream of eight if your bank account is not you know good enough for you you go into the shadow of your other numbers so that's how it happens with the numbers they dance when one steps out and starts going more into the shadow it unbalances 
the other ones. So imagine the, the, the 14 numbers of your chart as a train, as 14 wagons. And if those main five, and especially the first one, which is your life part, is kind of out of whack, out of alignment, it compromises, it jeopardizes the whole train. Mm -hmm. And everything starts shaking. So that is what it that is what it that, that is the analogy that I like to use because it explains a lot why we need to focus on trying to being consistent in our in our charts, you know, like going back to the light of our numbers, which is obviously challenging. You always are back and forth. It's part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it creates awareness, like, oh, I'm in the shadow. All right, what's going on? What 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 am I lying to myself? You know, am I being fair about the justice? Am I being fair to myself? Am I being fair to others? Like it's really bringing those those questions in and making sure that you are living that. And that's what I love about numerology is straightforward. Yeah. It's assertive. And for you as an eight, you love assertiveness. Great <laughs> yes. <as> well. <laughs> One time, just on that, I did like a personality test when I finished high school, say, and I got fairly high on assertiveness. It was like, maybe it was like 60%. And I did that same person. It was the 16 personality types. And I did it again, like a year ago. And I was at like 85% assertive. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the more empowered I've become, I just sort of know intuitively. I'm very open-minded. I love all talking to all people, but I just know personally what I want. Oh, I, and I wanted, wanted to say as well with rules, I used to be an absolute stickler for the rules, but I think now it's about my rules and less about it's like say society. Yes. That, that I was like, yeah, but society's rules, a lot of them I disagree with, but my rules, I am like pretty hard and fast, but exactly. anyway, yeah, this has been so good. I have more questions, but we're going to have to leave people hanging for the next time you're on. I, I imagine because this was so fun where can people find you and get in contact with you about you know numerology or the therapy that you do so my instagram the instagram is the platform that i use to connect with you know people in general that's where i'm more present um so the dms is where they can find me but obviously um like it's marianne so marianne.rubber it's my full name um and i'm always there i can all i love chatting in the dms i love understanding what people are going through um i always sharing my stories and details and trying to educate people through you know through posts and reels and stories and i like creating this connection so uh that's where you where all of you can find me and can ask me questions and many times you know i teach how to calculate certain numbers what they mean uh if you scroll down my instagram you have the personalities of each numbers light and shadow so i've, I've shared a lot of this as well uh healing and numerology empowerment uh tools of you know, how to overcome people pleasing and uh, boundaries. So this is all I talk about because my main goal is to empower people and empower them through their authentic self and help them overcome and heal everything that stops them from stepping into that. So just go on Instagram. I would love you, you know, all of you to follow me and interact with me, engage with me, ask questions. And I'll always there to, I'm always there to support everyone. Beautiful. I'll put the link down below. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And thanks again, Mari. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. I loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs>
So I hope you enjoyed that incredible podcast with Mari. And another reminder for my Magical Milestones Masterclass. This is for everyone, any human that wants to calibrate to the next level. This masterclass is going to make your vision seem so easy and effortless. You will see the ripple effect of the impact that you're going to have when you tune into your purpose. It's going to help you anchor into your desires, make everything seem super easy, super effortless, and very fun. We're going to clear any fears that are getting in your way so that you can step up as a leader, you can make more money, and ultimately have the best fucking 2023. As I said, this class is for absolutely anyone, all humans that want to calibrate their life to the next level. The Magical Milestones Masterclass. This is Monday, the 16th of January. Click the link below. It is free, so you have no excuse. I would love to see you there. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much to everyone that this podcast has reached more people than I ever expected. It has grown so quickly. I absolutely love doing this. And I hope that you've enjoyed this as much as I have. So thank you so much for your support. And we will talk again in 2023. Much love. Bye.